Miss Felicia Shakespeare. Shakespeare, 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 Shakespeare. Hello, everyone. This is Felicia Shakespeare. I'm so happy you're here with me for the Beyond Podcast, where we do believe that everyone should dare to live a life that is infinitely beyond their greatest expectations, your prayers, your hopes, or your dreams. Why? We were not meant to come here and be mediocre. We were meant to do and fulfill our purpose in life and not just one thing in particular, but Specifically, uh, I do feel that there is something that you were interested to do on this earth that no one can do like you can do. And of course, we know our lives evolve over uh, different time periods, different situations and circumstances. But at the end of the day, are you and have you discovered how to create the, li- create the life that you want? And are you living it out loud? So today I'm so excited. Uh, we're going to have a, a great, great show. I want to talk about my guest before we dive into the interview. Uh, my guest this week is Kamika Smith. Kamika is actually the founder of the Boss Network. And it's just funny how life works. Kamika actually uh, and I really have a lot of similarities being from the city of Chicago. Also, uh, the way we, in which we were raised as far as our family values. And it's just amazing how uh, someone I had followed virtually for nearly a decade, I finally had the opportunity to uh, come into contact with and ultimately hit it off wonderfully with uh, this past year. So I wanted to bring her on the show. She actually uh, just said, Felicia, hey, I, w- I want to come on your show. So I was so excited to hear that because I was probably going to invite her anyway. Uh, but I'm so happy that we made that happen. And the Boss Network, it stands for uh, Bringing Out Successful Sisters. And her goal has been to really encourage and make a platform specifically for African-American women uh, that has not existed before. So Kamika has uh, so many accolades. She has been voted as in her network has been voted as the top, one of the top 50 websites for entrepreneurs by Inc. Magazine. She's also received uh, accolades from Forbes as one of the 10 best career sites for women. So, so many things we're going to talk about today. But the topic that we really want to focus on is just the power of a positive mindset. One thing you're going to hear when you hear Kamika speak today repeatedly is just her uh, unrelentless uh, drive to just stay positive and move forward. And hopefully that'll all come through the show today. So why don't you sit back, relax, tune in to this week's show, and I'll be back at the end. Hi, Kamika. How are you? Hi. Hi. Hello. Hello, Beyond listeners. Hi. Felicia, how are you? I'm good. I'm so happy to have you here today. I'm so happy to be here. Absolutely. And I, and I, as I was just alluding to, in, in that short start, you know, I believe everything has an appointed time and season. And, uh, at, you know, at, at this time, of course, uh, we are both uh, kind of in fellowship, you know, as, as far as me having an opportunity to finally connect with you. So rather than me telling her story, I'm going to let her start out uh, just, you know, just kind of sharing, you know, how that came about. You know, I have a little bit of, you know, some questions I'm going to ask you along the way. But why don't you just tell us a little bit more about yourself, uh, Kamika? Go ahead. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, I, you know, I'm uh, uh, born and raised here in Chicago um, and, you know, grew up on the, the west side of Chicago. And so, you know, growing up, um, I guess, you know, serving education was really important. 
you know, for my family. And so, you know, I found um, God at a very early age, I think probably about 10 years old. And, you know, just going to church and, and, and serving, you know, with my uh, uh, church family and, you know, my, my, my immediate family and, you know, just thinking about what I wanted for myself. So I knew very early that, you know, God was going to lead me into, um, you know, a place of servanthood, a place of leadership. I just always knew that that success and, and something great was going to be a part of my life. I had no idea how that would happen or even, yeah. you know, how the pieces would be moving the chess table, but I just knew that that was something God placed in my spirit. So I always, you know, tried to lead with that, you know, and I think that's important, you know, for us um, as believers to making sure that, you know, when we don't see it, we have to trust and still believe that it can be manifested because, you know, we trust God. So, um, yeah, growing up on the West Side, you know, graduated high school, I, you know, with the high school uh, in Rogers Park, which is way, 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 way up north. But that was important for my mom to, you know, make sure that we had um, just different experiences and, and different cultures. And so, you know, I went to high school with probably 30 different nationalities, which really allowed me to interact with different people and, you know, uh, just learn about the world and, and, and gain confidence and also just learn about God's people and, and how we all connect. And so that was awesome. You know, um, went to college um, went at the first of my family, my immediate family to go to college. So that was, you know, a huge um, thing for um, my family. And, you know, I knew once I got to college that I wanted to do something with service. I thought I wanted to be an attorney, but I learned mm-hmm. very quickly that that was not the route for me. Right. Um, and so I actually uh, got into counseling. I had an internship on campus. Um, well, I was working for this uh, student program and I was, you know, counseling students um, as a student advisor. And it was just amazing just connecting with people and trying to encourage them. And so very early, I knew that, you know, counseling and just working to create you know, opportunities for, for young people um, was something that I was really passionate about. So I, I graduated, got my master's degree in education, and I went on to um, work for uh, the program that I worked in in college. And then I got recruited by Chicago Public Schools to uh, work as an administrator for a new department called post-secondary ed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I did that for like uh, almost 10 years. And then in 2009, when the recession happened, um, I was laid off. And that's kind of how the story of the Boss Network begins. <laughs> wow. I cannot believe even in this conversation so far how many similarities, you know, just you and I have, you know, being a Chicagoan, also a little girl from the west side of Chicago, also mm-hmm. you know, Christ at a young age, uh, the age of 12 years old for me. And and even then that, you know, what one thing I look back, you know, I always knew I was going to go to college. It was just something in me. Although it had not been, the blueprint had not been set, you know, but it was always, I didn't necessarily know exactly what I would do, but it sounds very similar, you know, in the way. Yeah, well, that was actually, I guess, that's probably one thing we don't have in common because I did not always think I was going to go to college. That wasn't, um, you know, I'm the oldest of three siblings and my mom Mm -hmm. was a single parent growing up. And so for me, I I was always, you know, very much... um, mature, you know, and I was like always, I had been working a job since I was probably like 12 years old, you know, got a summer job when I was like 14. And so working and helping my mom was like the, the biggest thing for me. And uh-huh. so my counselor actually pulled me to the side and said, hey, you know, you're about to graduate this year. Are you going to college? And I was like, yeah, um, I don't know. And then she started to, you know, break down for me, you know, what college could offer me um, as far as like financially and, you know, success wise. And because I already knew I wanted to be successful, it was a no-brainer. And so I said, okay, well, 
um, that's something I want to do. And she literally walked me through the process. You know, I walked my mom through the process. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's just so crazy how God places people in your, in your life to help you with your destiny because that wasn't something that, you know, I was thinking about. It was like, for me, in my mind, for somehow, for some reason, the idea of, of education connected me to being successful. Yeah. At the end of the day, it was it was just something, once again, not having a lot, you know, being, you know, from uh, a working class family, you know, but we had each other and we had faith and, you know, and it was just something about the way my parents, you know, had us think, you know, about our lives, you know, at the end of the day, it was about working hard, you know, and just, you know, not giving up. And I just felt, you know, that was part of the uh, blueprint. But what, what I wanted to add on as you were going into, um, you know, your, you know, your transitioning out of a position and into the boss network, can you tell, you know, cause I think people need to understand that I want to know kind of what was it that, you know, what was it first off that, propelled you to even create the Boss Network? What was it, you know, after you had, you know, those transitions leaving Chicago Public Schools, what was it that allowed you to even go in that direction of entrepreneurship and even in the direction of creating this network for women? Well, you know, um, it's interesting because while I was at Chicago Public Schools, I have been blessed to be able to have um, leaders you know, and that's why leadership is so important for me now. I had leaders that were um, very much uh, servant leaders. And so our department was like this family. It was amazing. And, you know, my old boss, Greg Garnier, you know, who went on to work for Michelle Obama um, at the White House. Um, he mm-hmm. was the type of person that was really, um, you know, uh, set on making sure that we created real change in the system. And so I, I felt like a lot of that had got lost once, you know, a lot of people, you know, left and things changed um, within the district. But at that point, it, you could really tell that everybody that was there and our department was really serious about helping and right. changing what uh, the trajectory had been for our, our children in Chicago. And so at that point, when I, I think that when I first started, um, our graduation rate was like at like 50%. Okay, And so I knew that that was a, a big challenge for a lot of young African-American and minority students. You know, if we're not graduating from high school, we're not creating opportunities for ourselves. And not just going to college, but just having options in general, whether it's going into a trade program, whether it's, you know, um, you know, going into the service, whatever those options may be, we needed to have those options. And so that was that was my goal. And so, you know, I had, you know, I was only like 20, maybe 25 at the time. So I was really young going into my career. Um, before then, I had already worked for two universities. I had worked for Chicago State University, and I had worked for University of Illinois Chicago. So I was actually recruited to come work for the post-secondary ed department because they wanted um, college experienced people um, mm-hmm. that had you know, that skill set. So for me, when I got laid off, it was it was a no-brainer. I was like, you know what? I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit um, in my career. My team allowed me to do a lot of things that was not in my job description. You know, I was always coming up with great ideas with things to engage the students or ways to, you know, get people excited. And I had already started like a marketing and event planning company, um, you know, when I was uh, in my 20s. And so I was able to utilize that skill set and um, that expertise to do, you know, really great creative events uh, within Chicago Public Schools at some of my partner schools. You know, I worked with probably 64 different high schools across the district. So really being able to do some cool things with the students was 
um, was great. So when I got laid off, I knew that I wanted to try this entrepreneurship thing full time. Now, this is the thing, Felicia. I did not expect for myself to never go back to work. It was always the plan was, okay, you got laid off. You know, you've been working since you was 14, 12 years old. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, give yourself a year to just enjoy you know, um, right. when they were giving people employment, unemployment, right, they were giving people unemployment for like two years. They do not do that anymore. I think it's like six months. Right. So I was like, man, I have this time. I was always good on saving. So I had a lot of money saved, you know, from, you know, having a great career at a young age. And so I was like, okay, with this money saved, with my unemployment, I can actually go out here and try this business thing. So I, I created a plan prior to even leaving. I literally wrote out an entire strategy um, of what I wanted to do. And how I wanted to do it. Now, the, the thing about it was, I didn't think it was going to be boss. I thought it was going to be my event company. But God thought something different. He was like, mm-hmm. no, it's not just about these events. It's about bringing people together and changing lives. And so, as I was growing my event, event company business, I just started talking to different women like you, Felicia. Women who were like, you know, they were in their career, but they had a business on the side. Or they had a business, but it was struggling. And they right. were like, I just want to succeed. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, I started, you know, by me being a person that always, you know, interact with different, you know, groups in Chicago and, um, you know, I was very comfortable with going, you know, in the Gold Coast or in Rogers Park or, and, you know, the, on the South side, I was, you know, I, I call myself a Chicago and even though I'm from the West side, I call myself a Chicago because I literally have lived on every South town. Right. So doing that, I saw others, non-minorities who were connecting and sharing resources and, and working together and, and building these you know, connections and these networks. And I saw these, you know, new platforms for women starting to pop up, but I didn't really see anything that was dedicated specifically for us. So I definitely, you know, um, so I got placed and birthed that vision in me, you know, to create this platform for women of color because it did not exist. And so, you know, I definitely feel like, you know, boss, the boss network was an early adapter as far as a lot of these, you know, online communities for women of color and events and things like that. But now you see so many and it's a beautiful thing because we can't serve everybody. And so I love to see all these amazing things, things happening for women that, you know, now are empowering us to, to want more, to be better, to be entrepreneurs, to live a financially free legacy. And so that's kind of how it all started. And BOSS stands for bringing out successful sisters. I don't know if, if we clarify yes, that. <laughs> Which is awesome, and and, and I love that. Yeah. What I love about that, even in that, your 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 initial, like you say, your 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 foundation was making this available for Black women or minority women. But at the end of the day, I love the fact that that can transcend into sisterhood. So I know you have a platform right now that reaches all women, you know, any type of woman, because, you know, being a part of your conference, you know, I've saw women, you know, just, ha- you know, being there. And it was actually very phenomenal uh, just to see so many women support, you know, what you're doing, you know, beyond, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the Chicagoland area. And I, and I, and I know we want to talk about that, but before we dive into the fact that you've done this for 10 years, I want you to, if you could just share, you know, what has been, uh, how, how, how do you see, you know, this whole concept now of collaboration, you know, propelling over competition. I think I'm hearing that so much now. You know, what is it about yeah. the Boss Network that allows women to have that that safe space and that feeling of camaraderie? Yeah, no, absolutely, Felicia. So I think that what has, you know, given us the longevity that we've had over these last 10 years is, you know, first of all, entering into a marketplace that was, um, you know, very fresh, very new, and, and being a visionary, really trusting 
um, what God was implanting in me as far as what he, what he wanted me to do with this brand. And I think from the beginning, my heart and my spirit is um, uh, about collaboration, about serving, about creating opportunities. And that that's who I am as a person. That's mm-hmm. who I am as a believer. That's who I am as a, you know, as a career woman. Right. And so going as going into entrepreneurship, it was just, you know, it was a no brainer. So from the beginning, my platform was always a place um, and a lot, a lot of people talk about how, you know, they first saw Boss on Twitter and, you know, and since we are a social media brand and we really utilize technology to, you know, connect with women. And so I think from the beginning, people saw, wow, you know, this is not a platform that's just about her. She's about women. You know, everything that I did was showcasing different women, you know, from featuring women on my blog to, you know, collaborating with different women, you know, uh, on events to, you know, working with. Um, different uh, women to help them grow their brands. It was always a collaborative, collaborative effort. And right. so I had, you know, these ambassadors. I had, you know, this amazing team. I had these, you know, women across the country because they were connecting, even though we were based in Chicago, they were connecting with us online. So very early, you know, um, within six months of being um, uh, uh, online as a brand, we were listed in Forbes magazine as one of the top 10 websites for women. Yeah. You know, and I think that came from, People like Forbes and Inc. and Black Enterprise seeing how much camaraderie there was around this brand. Like literally, we would do a Twitter chat and people would be online chatting with us all day. This is when Twitter was kind of right? you know, <laughs> a little bit low key now about visual you know, Instagram, Snapchat, things like that. But back in the day, people were con- connecting so much via Twitter. And we were that voice for women who were kind of just starting the businesses who were like, you know, wanting to become entrepreneurs, but was scared to step out there, that fear. And so we were people, we were the people that were pushing and saying, you can do this. Like here's, and not just you can do it, but here's some resources, you know, here's some opportunities. So I tell people, you know, in my career, my entire team, we were always, uh, everything that we did was in collaboration with our school. Um, Working at the district office, you know, there is a, a, a different conversation at the district office as it is in the schools, as you know. And so we had to really go in and, and, and let them know that they could trust us, that we understood where they were coming from and we understood their needs. And so that was important for me, you know, to find out, you know, not what I want and what I needed. Yes, I was an entrepreneur. So a lot of things that, you know, I was doing was things based off of what I did, but I made sure early on, I found out what my community needed, you know, uh, what they wanted to see within the boss network, what were some of the challenges they were having and what were some of the, you know, issues they were facing. And I tried to create opportunities to create those spaces for them. And so very early on, I recruited influencers, you know, and, and different experts to do teleseminars, to do webinars, to do Facebook lives, to do, you know, Twitter chats so that I can expose them to all types of women because the reality is, you know, I can't reach everybody, you know, and I'm not, you know, going to be able to connect with everyone. But if we create a community of women that can support each other, then that's what that does. I love it. I love it. I love the fact that, as as you pointed out, you know, we can truly glean from the expertise, you know, and, and as we, you know, we, we, we allude to it definitely now a lot of days as a brand, you know, there are so many yeah. different people that can benefit from what someone else can bring them. So even as, even in Absolutely. the, you know, your strength may be this, but my strength may be that. And why are we, mm-hmm. we should be able to come together, you know, to, to mm-hmm. form community, like you said, to a women and people that are just, once again, collaborative and supportive, because at the end of the day, we really do all need one another in some capacity, you know, That's so right. I love it. Mm-hmm. and I love the fact that, 
you know, the focus is, is serving. And, and I definitely can hear that your faith, you know, it, you know, has definitely been an integral thread of who you are and how you yeah. go about your business. And I see that, you know, oh, it, absolutely. It, you know, that I'm able to come across, which, you know, which is amazing. So what would you say is on the horizon? Like what's coming up? I know this is a big year. Talk about this big year and what's oh my goodness, yes. This is pivotal. Yes, absolutely. With us, Felicia, like you said, you have been, you know, connected to the brand since the beginning, you know, just joining our newsletter and then, you know, coming to some of the events and then actually becoming a member, you know, and that's the great thing. You know, I tell people, you know, there is always an entryway into the boss network, you know, you know, everybody doesn't have to come in, you know, at the same level. And so we want to engage, to engage as many women as possible to encourage them and provide opportunities for them to grow. And so for us, that's just taking it to another level, you know, creating more safe spaces for women to converse and share you know, opportunities of collaboration because the reality is, you know, um, we now serve probably close to 200,000 women nationally. And so because of that, I, you know, created different programs like my influences program where I have leaders within the network that can do a lot of the trainings and, you know, professional development for these women within my network because, you know, the reality is as a leader, you just can't connect with everyone, but you want to make sure that you have a community of women that can lead that charge for you. And that's what I've been able to do with my influencers program. And so, you know, the next level for us is to just continue to create opportunities for women through, um, you know, access to information, whether it's, you know, um, startup money for their businesses, whether it's, you know, grants, um, whether it's content to teach them how to grow their business or even how to successfully climb the corporate ladder because we are for women in business, not just entrepreneurship, but women in business in general, because there's still this blast feeling for us as women of color in corporate America. So right. we also really encourage women in the corporate sector of business um, on how to grow as leaders. And so that's why I created the Lead, Ladies That Lead conference, because that was an intersection of entrepreneurship and corporate America that I was able to have a conversation that included everything. And so that's what that conference was all about. But then also our launch summit, which is our technology summit, you know, this summit allows us to talk about technology and how it is a big force and how we as African-American women still only represent about 1% of that sector, um, which is, you know, it's the future, you know? Um, And then our Boss on Campus event, you know, which is our way of connecting to millennials and teaching young women very early how to be not financially free, how to prepare for life after college and how to enter into entrepreneurship and be successful. So, you know, those education, technology, and um, leadership development, those are the ways that we're continuing to grow and connect um, the women through the Boss Network. Yeah. <laughs> That's wonderful. And I feel that everything you, you are doing, you know, there is a need. And, and I think that's what you also oh, yeah. started in the beginning of the, of the, of this uh, conversation, you know, just speaking to the fact that uh, if we could identify, and I think that's really what true entrepreneurship is, as you identify a need and you, and you see, you know, the path to fulfill that need, uh, that is, you know, that is how you, that is how businesses are formed every day, right? When we, when we see mm-hmm. someone coming up with an innovative way to, you know, continue to serve once again, humanity in whatever capacity, whether it be through communication, yeah. whether it be through, you know, whatever means that would be. So my, mm-hmm. uh, I would say in our closing, what would you, I want to leave Kamika with the audience as far as, you know, we, we do have, you know, you know, and even part of my mission, I know, 
you know, it, 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 you know, it is similar, but it's so amazing how, once again, as you pointed out, there's such, there's such a need for so yeah. to connect. You know, it's, there's plenty of opportunity to get this oh, work yes. done. And, you know, even the aspect of a lot of women having the, you know, sometimes the, that anxiety or that reservation or fear to actually step out. So what would you leave, you know, as uh, a point of advice or direction for yeah. For this audience, for them to know that, hey, you can make that leap. You know, I didn't have, you didn't have the blueprint. You didn't have it all spelled out. What do some basic tools that they can use to make those leaps of faith to go into the direction of their purpose? Yeah. Well, you know, I I love when we talked earlier before the the, the recording started, we were talking about, you know, moving from, uh, from fear to faith. And, uh, you know, what it means to, you know, move beyond, right? And so I think for us as women of color, and that's, you know, that's my target, that's my market. So that's why I normally, you know, focus on with conversation, although I engage all types of women in my network is inclusive of, of women and men all over the country. You know, one of the things that I am very passionate about with women of color is to change our mindset. Because the reality is everything that we want is on the other side of fear. You know, right. but we have to change our mindset in order to get it. Um, I know a lot of times because we have access to this amazing tool called social media and the internet, we have more role models than ever. And right. in my career, we didn't have that. So it was very important for me not only to share with my students different examples of positive women and men, but then also to share with my community different examples of successful women. Um, and so with that, we cannot be afraid to see others doing something and feel like, you know, we don't match up or we're not adequate mm. enough. And so I I think that my challenge to women is to really know yourself, know who you are and what you bring to the table. And when you know that, there is no competition. You know, there is no competition because you know the biggest comp- competitor that you have is yourself. And you're trying to grow and be better than you were yesterday. That is the only competition that you have. And that everything, you know, that is for you is for you. And so if someone does not want to, you know, um, uh, do something or support something that you're doing, know that God has a space and a a place for you. You know, we cannot get bitter about things and we cannot be so easily to be agitated because the reality is, you know, we are all fighting a fight. And some of us don't even know what that is. You know, no, everybody has struggles. And so, you know, we, I want us to be able to be, I know someone talked about how we need more love in the world. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that we live in a world now where love is not the problem. We need more kindness and patience. Yeah. You know, we have people who love their family, but they can't stand them, you know? Um, and so we need more, we, more, we need more patience and kindness with each other. We need to have more patience so that we don't, so quick to judge someone based off of, you know, oh, this person didn't respond to me or this person, you know, didn't do this, this person didn't do that. Well, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes, you know, because I know I, I, I personally, I can say that in some of my darkest moments in this journey for 10 years, Felicia, mm-hmm. I've had some really great success and nobody would ever know because I don't share everything on social media, you know? And so because of that, we have to be more patient and kind with each other. And then the reality is we have to be more patient and kind with ourselves. Yes. We have to learn to love ourselves truly. And when you don't love yourself, you will not be able to be in in connection with anyone. That's just the reality. You know, when you don't have that heart for you, that love for you, you can't connect in a very authentic, you know, um, non-judgmental, 
grace and mercy type of way. You got to mm-hmm. get that grace and mercy and non-judgment to yourself first. Um, and so I just want to con- continue to encourage women to love on themselves. Self-care is one of the things that I've talked about this year with my 10-year anniversary um, and how a lot of entrepreneurs are pushing themselves so hard because they want to be successful. They look at their peers. But the reality is we are burning ourselves out, you know, at the at both end of the candlestick. And we have to learn how to define success for ourselves, not based on what other people are doing, but based on what God is telling you to do. Run your own race. That is I love life. it. <laughs> Yes, I love it. I love it. You know, that we're, we're going to close out with that point. I, I think that's that's a great point. You know, we have to definitely find a resolve to understand who we are, get to know ourselves. Yeah. Our, you know, and once again, if we continue in, along that frame of mind, like you said, if I get to know who I am, and sometimes that's going to mean you're going to have to drown out the noise. Maybe you need oh, to... Yes for me because it is so much going on and visually you would think you know this that and the other but at the end of the day you have to step back like you said and know what mm-hmm. the way you put it know what you bring to the table know who you are and definitely I always think of that uh, scripture about loving your neighbor as you love yourself so you really can't give out what you haven't given to yourself in the onset mm-hmm. yeah thank you so much I want you yeah. to tell the, uh, people how to reach you, um, whatever, whatever the website or how, how can individuals stay in contact with you? Oh, box. absolutely. So, yeah, no, thank you again, Felicia. This has been such an amazing conversation. Just a great way to start my day. And, you know, I just want to encourage the Beyond Podcast, you know, listeners to join us um, at www.thebossnetwork.org. And you can follow us on all social media platforms at The Boss Network. I would love to connect with you, engage with you, join our newsletter so that you can attend one of our amazing events this year. And just continue to, you know, trust and believe in God and, and his word. And, and, and like you said, you seek him first, everything else will be added up to you. There's no limit to what you can do. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Kamika. Uh, One point that really stood out for me at the end was love who you are. So that is so critical. At the end of the day, how you treat yourself really will determine how you treat others. I'm a firm believer in that. So I hope you took some great takeaways from the show as far as notes and uh, things that you can use in your everyday living. Once again, please remember to share this podcast with a friend. Uh, Also, if you have not done so, please just subscribe to the podcast. And most of all, make sure that you're being enlightened and feel free to share with me how I could make the show better. If you have any things that stood out, I would love to hear your feedback. So thank you again for tuning into this week's episode. And I look forward to joining you again on Beyond. Miss Felicia Shakespeare. 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 Beyond.